Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Stu on This. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Stu Bittman. This week's episode is called It's a Process. My listeners within the chiropractic profession hopefully know that its philosophy is based on 33 principles, 33 timeless and universal principles. I'd like to talk about one of them today. It's principle number six, which is stated as, There is no process that does not require time. There is no process that does not require time. By the way, if you don't recognize that word process, it's American for process. (laughs) Anyway, I find the the way it's stated a bit strange. It's rather self-evident, and it is a double negative. It could have said all processes require time. But I still find it amazingly helpful as it reminds me that everyone is in a process. Everything has its own process. And all of these processes indeed require time. It's hard sometimes to remember that based on how things appear. My senses only give me a snapshot. They give me like one frame of what's more, much more like a movie. So it's hard to remember that things are in process. One of the things that helps me is, believe it or not, Hillary and I have gotten into watching the Great British Baking Show. (laughs) If you had told me we'd be watching this show a couple of years ago, I'd say you're nuts, but we really like it. And anyway, one of the things that reminds us of is that when a cake is half-baked, it's still perfect for that point in time. So, in order to honor other people's processes, and certainly in order to honor the world's process, I need to honor my own process, while, of course, I continue to do what I can to help steer things back toward more what I consider to be sane and natural and whole and loving. It would behoove me to honor my own process, and the good news is, that all processes indeed require time, but it doesn't say how much time. Sometimes the process of creating something better in our lives, once we intend to do so, is much shorter than we thought it might have been. In fact, in my experience, even after what could be a lengthy process, the fruit of the process tends to appear in an instant. And often, that instant is impossible to predict. As a very dramatic example, the other day we had a 5.9 or 6.0 earthquake about 30 miles from here, and we shook for about 10 seconds. I watched the windows of my neighbor's house moving. (laughs) It was a little freaky. But then I was thinking about that, and the forces, the forces that set that earthquake in motion were part of a process That's been going on for goodness knows how long. But there was no earthquake until there was one. And this led me to the very profound realization that nothing ever exists until it does. (laughs) And nothing ever happens until it does. Isn't that deep? And yet it's true. All of creation is like this. A snowflake, for example. You you take a regular old water molecule and expose it to just the right temperature, the humidity, wind velocity, probably a bunch of other factors, and poof! Something magically appears that wasn't here an instant ago. And now I have to shovel it off my driveway. 
The point is that this same phenomenon applies to the intentions and dreams we hold, the ones we hold to grow and to evolve. Those dreams and intentions often become realized or embodied in an instant that follows a variably long process of working on it. A couple of weeks ago, I taught a workshop, and one of the attendees shared with me that one of the concepts we were talking about was based on forgiveness, the idea that forgiveness is for us, not for the person that we would maybe choose to forgive. And the attendee told me that she had heard this a thousand times and understood it intellectually, but for some reason something clicked in her mind and it went deeper, and now she's got it. And I recognized that same process with some of my things, some of my issues that I worked on for years, things like people-pleasing at my own expense, things like lack consciousness. I mean, I would read journals that I had written 15, 20 years earlier and get very dismayed because, gosh, I'm still working on these things. Well, at some point, something clicked, something changed, something got driven deeper. I embodied it. I got it. And now... I have no need for people-pleasing. Certainly, at my own expense, I still enjoy people-pleasing. And I have a tremendous abundance consciousness. I am perhaps the world champion receiver. In fact, I will warn you, if you don't want me to accept something, do not offer it to me. <laughs> so these things, again, appeared to be manifested or, or created instantly. So let's remember this. Let's remember this about some of the things that we've been working on maybe for a long time. Let's not let the fact that the fruit hasn't ripened yet stop us from working on watering the garden and pulling the weeds. Let's not let the crazy belief that we can't do it stop us from watering the garden and pulling the weeds. Just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it can't happen now. And one of the things that's also good to remember is that our process may require more than just time before it bears fruit. It requires conditions to be right. You know, if we're raising apple trees, we can water and pull weeds from the apple trees all day and night, but we don't expect apples to grow in the winter. And similarly, if there's some kind of wish within the soul of that water molecule to become a snowflake, it still had to wait until it got cold. So our job is to create the conditions, the context, and nurture that vision. And we create that context within our own consciousness by making it fertile, making it fertile ground for our dreams and intentions to take root. And part of that is honoring our own process which will in turn help us to honor everyone's process. So we can trust that just as snowflakes magically appear to take shape, so can our dreams, our personal dreams, and the ones we hold for the world. One of my teachers, Dick Santo, used to ask, how long does it take water to boil? And the correct answer was like this. But... The variable is how long it takes to get to the boiling point. Now, if you put that pot of water behind a fighter plane, it's going to boil pretty quick. 
But if you hold a big lighter under it and continually pull the lighter away because it doesn't appear to be working, it's going to take a lot longer. You know, sometimes when you're boiling water, it's hard to know you're getting close by the appearance. But I know that if I keep a steady flame under the pot, that water will boil. So the process of unfolding more of our love, more of our bigness, more of our beauty, does require time. And it also requires proper conditions and a bit of persistence. So when doubts arise, let's keep a flame of love, bigness, and beauty under our pot. When people seem impossible to understand, let's keep a flame under the pot. And when the world seems to be going to hell in a bucket, let's keep a flame under the pot. Folks, I'm going to keep on doing everything I can do with what I have, where I am, to continue to help steer the world's process in a direction that I see as more sane and whole and loving and true. But my main job seems to be to keep a flame under the pot until the water boils and love reigns supreme. I invite you to join me. Stew on that. I'll see you next week.